Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We are currently cruising at uh, 23,000 feet. Discussing cryptocurrencies. Take it away. Show everyone. I'm Matt. I'm Joe. This is the show for people who are interested in cryptocurrencies and um, and the different different upcoming technology. And yeah, we're just talking about it in the hopefully non technical terms, layman's terms. Yeah, check yeah. it out on uh, FOMO show. That's FOMO show. What was it? How long ago did we decide that we we're gonna? How how long ago were you like, oh, we should do a podcast? Oh, look, it was probably about. I can't remember whether it was two weeks ago or whether it was last week that I actually suggested it. Because what happened was we went out to, to lunch. You know, we, we took a couple of fellas that we work with. We said, oh, let's all go out to lunch, get some food. Um, and <laughs> it was actually on a day that I'd, I'd invested in this, just this, like, very low market cap, very small coin. Uh, I chucked $100 in just, just because. And I'd already cashed out of it. Um, when it had gone up to about essentially four hundred dollars Australian, um, I'd cashed out my hundred, and then that day it peaked at about fifteen hundred dollars worth Australian, wow. and so I was just ecstatic. <laughs> I, I'd been a big week at work, and I pulled up. I had my little block folio. We'll we'll touch on that later, but um, and and said, you know, this hundred dollars that I sewed in had now gone fifteen times what I initially put into it. So, of course, then we took... Um, can't get that with index funds. That's right. You, know, you can't get that with government bonds either. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and so we took a couple of our mates out to, uh, to this, this, you know, this little Chinese restaurant, Joe and I, and we were talking away and, and they were essentially asking us, you know, how, do, how does this happen? Like, how does, what how is cryptocurrency? Make, it had been a month. I'd I'd had this I'd put a hundred dollars in this thing a month ago, I'd I'd just set it forget it, and in a month's time it had gone up fifteen times the value. Um, That's crazy. And so of course yeah they were, they're asking us you know how did this even happen? And Joe and I we found ourselves you know mate you remember we just have to ex- just I'm just going through you know this is uh, explaining the whole thing starting from the beginning how did you get into it how did we yeah how, how did we get into it. Um, what is the blockchain? Um, and I think we had to we had to come up with some. We were moving salt and pepper shakers around, and <laughs> using knives. There was a demonstration. Like, this is what on the, the blockchain is, you know. And and one one of them was still really skeptical, and I think he still still is a bit, which was really good. It was actually mm, really good mm. because that's like the crypto space becomes a bit of an, an echo chamber, yes. doesn't it? You know? And it's not until you really talk to someone that goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa hang on, mm. all this sounds." a little bit too good to be true, that you actually realise I've just been living in this this bubble, you know? I've been listening to all these podcasts, mm. hearing a whole bunch of people get really excited, making money, um, talking about this stuff, and I've completely missed the fact that this thing has to apply practically, mm. you know? Mm. And and if this... If this cri- we talk about adoption, you know? If this crypto bubble is ever going to go anywhere... Adoption is the key. And I think a lot of the time we forget that to, to get adoption, 
the people that are going to have to adopt it are everyday people. We need uh, to make it. It needs to be simple. I yeah. mean, the whole com- crypto community needs to make things simple. I think that's a problem with a lot of the cryptocurrencies out there is that the owners and the founders have a real high-level knowledge mm. of how things work. Mm. But, you know, we, it's, it's like how when PayPal started, you know, um, when, when Elon Musk is out there and he's just going, oh, yeah, well, we've got, we, can, we can transfer a bit of value from one account to another account via hyperspace. And everyone's like, yeah. what? And, you know, they're having trouble getting people to adopt it. And then they go, oh, you can send money to an email address. Yeah. Suddenly, that's it. It yeah. starts working. Yeah. Or you can get it on your phone. Yeah. And the crypto community needs to make the exact same thing happen, whether it's with guides, whether it's with just sharing, you know. Yeah. And cr- cryptocurrency spreading as it is, but we need to make it easier mm. for people to get into it. Yeah. And I think I say we, I mean the whole community, yeah. I mean, everybody who's listening included, you know. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, mate, you, you – you're talking about people with jobs, you know, with families um, that have a lot of other places that they could put their money. And look, by and large, are pretty happy with how things are going. I mean, we, we we talk all the time now, you know, and this is kind of what's happened because of this whole crypto journey. We we talk all the time about, you know, disrupting things. And the reality is, man, a lot of people don't want change. But what they will react to is something that does a thing that they've taken for granted better or innovates in some way that makes their lives easier. Mm. That's what we, I think we, the focus really needs to be in blockchain communities and cryptos and all that kind of thing is how, how does this make people's lives easier? And it's still at this stage, it's very, it's, it's overly complicated it's to get into a lot of these things. I mean, I, I remember the first time I picked up one of these random altcoins, you know, the uh, alternative you know, tokens that are out there to Bitcoin, but the level of difficulty to get into it, and I mean, even 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 with Bitcoin, you know, you, you, the, things are going to have to get easier. Mm. But I also think as time goes on, hopefully we'll see that, you know, people send Bitcoin to each other and they don't sort of really worry about how much that's worth in something else because the Bitcoin would be a value of its own. Yeah, so look, like, that's kind of what really prompted us to, to do the podcast, wasn't it? We, we came back from that lunch um, and we just realised we'd been essentially explaining crypto for an hour to people that had no idea about what it was. And we'd gone from, this is what the blockchain is, all the way through to, I think we got onto like, how you would govern people through the blockchain, oh, you know, boy, how you yeah. put how you would put a government onto a blockchain, mm, um, mm. and talking in the space of an hour. Um, and if nothing else, it really got their minds ticking. But we came back and we were like, "Mate, we we've essentially just done a first podcast episode." Mm. And a part of me sitting here now wishes that we recorded that. Oh, that would have been um, yeah, because, one look, take, perfect. Guys, believe <laughs> us, it was. It was really good. <laughs> it's kind of like um, Tenacious D song, you know, greatest song in the world. Uh, like, yeah. That's how we felt. We came back and we were like, man, we just, just, it's wish like you we were just there. made the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> and so, look, this the FOMO show will be us trying to get back to that somehow. Mm, mm. I don't think we'll ever get there. Can't explain blockchain better than that, that, that lunch. <laughs> yeah. Those salt and pepper shakers and the bit of chicken, spare chicken on the plate, and that was that was currency. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll make that the first part to the guide, uh, the Crypto 101. <laughs> we'll just have – it'll be salt and pepper blockchain. Oh, perfect. Yeah. The immutable <laughs> – the immutable ledger. Yeah. So how did you get into cryptocurrency in the first place? Yeah, mate, so – <laughs> it's a pretty funny story. I first um, heard of Bitcoin back in probably 2009, 2010. Right, right. Um, 
you know, I think anyone that was on on um, oh geez, I don't even know if Reddit. No, Reddit had had been around at that stage. Anyone that was around Reddit and around forums and all that kind of stuff, um, you heard about this thing called Bitcoin, and it was, um, and you heard that there were people mining it, and you could just kind of turn your graphics card to mining it, and mm. you know, you'd get these Bitcoin. Um, and I remember, I think I think I was at college at the time. I was at college at the time, and 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 I heard about it, and I thought, oh, that's something I should probably check out. That sounds pretty interesting. And then, you know, a couple of hours later, I'd completely forgotten about it, and oh, I, no. I went back to using my video card for what it was actually meant to be used for, which is <laughs> gaming. Um, and that was it. I didn't think about it for years and years and years and years and years. Um, and every now and then, you know, it might it might pop into your head. You'd never follow it up. Um, mm. And then. Recently, a few months ago, I I um I was upgrading my <laughs> archaic computer system, which I'd neglected upgrading for years, and I decided to get a graphics card. And oh. I looked on the website first of a few different peripheral sellers around the place, and and all the graphics cards either seemed to be sold out or really highly priced. Um, and so I wondered what was going on, and I called up uh, one of the computer places here, and I said, "Mate, what's what's happening? You know, what's what's? There's no graphics cards available. Yeah. I've finally come to the point where I want to get one." And he said, "Oh, well, blame the crypto miners. They've bought them all up. Unbelievable." Um, and uh, and so of course I asked him, "Well, what's what do you mean crypto miners?" And he said, "Oh, it's Ethereum. Um, everyone's mining Ethereum." So of course I went to Google, and typed in <laughs> "What is Ethereum?" and I found out that not only had Bitcoin survived and thrived but there was a whole other bunch of bitcoin knockoffs that had all come about too and so from i think that was the saturday that i was trying to get a video card and i think for the rest of the weekend i was just immersed in in crypto news i was finding out about these different currencies about the markets about what the blockchain actually was um a lot of you listening have probably had a similar experience yeah so of course then i i did some research and yeah I, I looked into a few different coins and i found one that i i liked and i jumped on coinbase bought some bitcoin and then bought the coin on the exchange which coin did you get i bought pivx right um, right and so then of course i was really excited and i came to work um and uh like joe said earlier he he works in the the office next to me and of course i had to share it with him and <laughs> and he began his own Next crazy thing you know, yeah. Yeah. So, mate, what fascinates you the most about cryptocurrencies? Well, I think there's a, there's a couple of things to it. I think one of them is the is the speed element. I mean, with cryptocurrency, you're, you're your own bank. So, you know, if you lose your passwords, that's it. Your money's gone. Like, yeah. it's, it's curtains closed for you. But yeah. what I find absolutely fascinating is that I can transfer from me to you. I can transfer value on my mobile phone right now, and it gets to you. It doesn't go via any bank. doesn't go via any institution. It's mm. a direct transfer of value. Yeah. And if you're in this beautiful country of Australia, you can cash it straight to a bank account and you know there's what i love is that the con, the control is not on the, the currency is not elsewhere it's with you so right. you, you know you're you're the owner but it is it, it's amazing isn't it um and for, for anyone that's listening in australia there's a website called living room of satoshi um we'll put the link in the show notes but but go there now um because that is your um cash out avenue and we're very lucky to have that a lot of other mm. countries 
don't have that. If Joe's from the UK and he's, he has friends over there that have been having issues. Yeah, so there's a big withdrawal problem. I mean, there's no, in Australia, we've got this website, livingroomofsatoshi.com. And yeah, you can pay from cryptocurrencies to this website and they'll pay it directly to your bank account with, I think it's either minimal or no fees. It's, mm. I, I think maybe it's they make a slight small. spread on, yeah. the, on the transaction. You can pay your bills with cryptocurrency. So something you invest in now, you know, let's say it takes off. A year from now, you could be paying your bills with just profits from some cryptocurrency here. Now, obviously, you've got to speak to your tax advisor and, and get, you get your financial advice in. But I'm, it's, it's absolutely fascinating what, what the potential is. Because back when Bitcoin started, I mean, people were giving it away. They were, I remember the <laughs> websites you could click on and it would spin a wheel and it would just be like, here's a free Bitcoin. And, you know, you, you didn't even do anything with it. You just left it. But yeah. but. That's five thousand US dollars worth of. I bet they'd like that back. But people were just giving them to their mates for free. Yeah. People were just, people were just sending them around, and I, and I think the same thing is sort of happening with some of these new coins, where you know they're they're only a few cents each. But you, we don't know what's going to happen in three years. But some of them might totally take off. And yeah, and I think it's it's that cognitive effect as well. You know, I mean, we've we've seen it ourselves. We 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 have a colleague that um, we we. You know, essentially nagged and harassed him until he installed the Pivx wallet on his mobile phone, <laughs> and um, and then we we transferred him a Piv, um, and it came almost instantly. Mm. And you could just see the the realization start to dawn in his eyes when he actually, you know, worked out that I had I had you know essentially what two dollars worth of value transferred from one person's phone to the other person's phone without any intermediaries, without any government taxes it was completely decentralized completely peer-to-peer no man in the middle it's absolutely insane i sent some i i tested out um one of these cryptocurrencies pivx with with my friends in the uk so i was on skype to them got them to install the app on their phone i asked them to do account you know it's like three two one i'm going to send you this money and almost as soon as i'd I'd finished speaking he goes yep i've got it and he's got the cryptocurrency in his phone. And I mean, if I'd sent that to his bank account, I mean, the amount the amount that that would have cost and the time that that would have taken to get to his and wallet. And sorting out Swift oh, you know, I mean, yeah. codes and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, and I, I saw a headline this week on futurism.com. Um, six banks um, looking to pair up to create a cryptocurrency. Now, it's led by UBS who've run, like UBS I've seen have run a number of like innovation challenges over the years. I mean, I think they've tried, they've really tried to sort of be up there and with with the crowd. And they're looking to create a cryptocurrency, I think, for interbank transfers, mm. which is a really interesting idea. And that's kind of what Ripple's doing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a ripple. That's the, the sort of the commercial. They're like the settlement layer for the for the banks. That's what they're wanting to do. And so, what what are they hoping to achieve with this blockchain? I mean, that I I think for the big companies, there there seems to be a huge amount of value in. There's a huge amount of value in in having a, an immutable, like a, a, a write it once and it's a permanent record. So there's very little room for people to sort of forge, forge different amounts or cover things up. So I don't know if they're doing it for that reason, that it's security. Maybe it tr- reduces accounting costs. It's exciting to see that, you know, more and more companies are looking to, to, to get into cryptocurrency. I mean, I've seen that the Visa have been hiring blockchain engineers like, yeah, they've, they've got postings on their site. So what else has been going on? Yeah, mate. So 
I mean, obviously, the big elephant in the room. Um, yeah, it's over there. <laughs> no, in the corner. Just behind the sofa. It's not really that big. It's it's more of a... Yeah. It's like a sm- family. Small elephant. Family-sized. Yeah. Elephant. Anyway, it's yeah. in the room. Um, <clears throat> there was a huge market, this huge market shake-up that we saw uh, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. It was prompted by the news that China... Wow. Well, the Bank of China, anyway, is proposing to ban all ICOs. Now, I, I did want to talk about this a little bit because in another life, I'm a lawyer. Um, and uh, or the thing that confuses me sometimes when I see this, this news that comes out is that you'll see a, a press release by someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look back in, in the history of crypto, the Bank of China has made a lot of quite alarming releases. But the latest one essentially said that prompted quite a big sell-off in the market. NEO, which has been touted as the next, the Ethereum of China. Um, is NEO Ant Shares? It was Ant Shares. Oh, yeah, they, what's they, it called now? Is it just called NEO? Just called NEO, yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, uh, it it had a sell-off. There were some other Chinese tokens and ICOs that has had a big drop in their price. And oh. Red Pulse, which was another big ICO um, okay. that was coming up, had to postpone. I got an oh. email yesterday saying, oh, look, because of all this, we're going to have to postpone. What's important to remember, though, is that it's a statement from a bank isn't law. Um, and between, even in China, in a regime like China is, between the announcement that a government or a bank um, has an opinion on something and that actually getting passed into law, a lot of changes mm. can happen. Look, we've, we've seen articles saying that the, the Chinese government is wanting to be quite involved in this space um, and they're putting themselves out there as, in some ways, quite an innovative, forward-looking mm. technological nation. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, quite a shift in what's been said is going to happen yep. and how that actually looks in right, practice. Right, right. Uh, so they're sort of just putting that out there now while they sort of prepare so yeah. it sort of tames the market exactly. ready for what happens okay. it, it's a lot easier to sell something to people if you've come out really hard to start yeah, with right. and you can then gradually say well actually you know we're going to dial this back a bit mm. and it, we're only talking about these ICOs and these circumstances mm. if you do it our way not as big of a deal you know we're happy for you to do it and so I wouldn't be surprised to see a dialing back because there is talk of the uh, the BRICS countries. Um, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, looking to. I, I'm pretty sure I saw some news the other the other day about them them looking to um, to use cryptocurrencies and as an alternative to trading um, via the US dollar. Because a lot of them are, you know, I mean, those countries specifically really want to sort of put the dollar to death, but it's yep. It's, it's how they go about it, and I, because it's the world's reserve currency, they've got to use it for. They they do uh, right now, but um, we'll put all these links in the show notes, by the way, everyone. But uh, I saw an article a couple of days ago that talked about China making a, I think it was oil futures, um, oil and gas futures, maybe, um, and they are creating a yen backed, um, a, a yen oil and gas futures backed by gold. That's a brilliant um, idea. Which is uh, so. F- for those who don't know, up until now, the oil futures and anything really in relation to oil uh-huh. had, was paired to the US dollar, you know, and that's how it was traded. Right. And if you want to, similar to how, for those of you who've gotten into crypto markets, similar to how most of the currencies are paired to Bitcoin. Um, okay, right. And you normally enter by putting your fiat into Bitcoin, 
and then everything else kind of flows from that. Um, that's a, that's similar to how it was. But uh, I think I saw China made an announcement that they were going to create their own pair and and back it with gold. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I mean, what in a in a world where money is printed willy nilly, you know, <laughs> bit of gold, gold. That's. Cr- oh, I heard that there was a book that you were reading that was to do with the um to do with uh oh what was it it was to do with the the history of the british navy wasn't it yeah mate yeah look i i look crypto's been on my mind for months and i thought oh look i need to just listen to something that that just doesn't have anything to do with crypto so i can (laughs) you know so i can get to sleep at night um and so i i I got this book um called to rule the waves and it's essentially about how the british navy shaped a lot of the modern world with, with with as we know now, and it started off with all the pirates, the British pirates back in the day who were backed by the crown. And, and yeah, what what struck me was that the crown, uh, which had to sponsor a lot of these expeditions mm-hmm. to go out and get more money, um, they had to pay in gold. And if they didn't have any any more gold, they couldn't sponsor anything. So they couldn't just print more gold? No, you couldn't. Yikes. Gold was the the way that this thing. Do you imagine only spending what you have? Calm down, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Another thing I saw actually is um, there's British property developers uh, in Dubai who are now accepting Bitcoin payments uh, for the apartments that they've built. So they've put up a couple of apartment buildings in Dubai um, uh-huh. somewhere, and instead of offering them on the market for Dubai dollars or oh, dirhams or something, yeah, something, something, something whatever, you know whatever that would be. They've said we are only going to um, sell you a, an apartment if you pay us in Bitcoin, which is really smart, isn't it? Wow. And when we were discussing this earlier, you know, any any merchant that wants to look at creating some extra revenue, um, if you accept payments in in Bitcoin or whatever else. Huh. Um, You'll get, let's say, you get paid a hundred dollars in Bitcoin now, um, and you get paid a hundred dollars now at the same time. In one year, your one hundred dollars in, mm. in fiat money, like in real, in in paper money, um, might be worth ninety-seven. Yeah, ninety-seven. You know, if, um, that. if that. Yeah, <laughs> if it hasn't deflated more, your Bitcoin. You know, judging on the current trends, might be worth two hundred. Yeah, you know, two hundred dollars, yeah. even conservatively. Let's say it only goes up another twenty percent in the next year. Um, you still got twenty dollars, twenty three, twenty four dollars more than you would mm. in fiat. So it makes sense. Okay, mate. Um, so let's move on to the next segment: tool recommendations. So just tell us what we're trying to do with this segment. So we're always, like, there are so many different tools that we can use for cryptocurrencies, and it's. You know, there are, there are so many choices. I mean, there are a bunch that we uh, we just got on a list ready to test. Mm. But um, yeah, all we want to do is just sort of, sort of go over the tools, what the pros and the cons, you know, how, how they work and whether whether they're any good or not. Mm. So that's what we're going to be doing is just share, sharing the tools that we're coming across and um, comparing them to other things you might know or maybe even comparing them to, you know, stuff in the real world. So... I mean, as an example, you've got um, you've got Blockfolio. If you're on Android, you can get the Blockfolio app, mm. which is essentially it's Google Finance for uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, man, I, I check Blockfolio 
multiple times a day. Um, I think it's probably the one I use the most. And I mean, I definitely recommend if you're going to get one app, um, that's probably the one you want to get. It's mm. simple. Uh, it does the job. It doesn't try and sell you anything or... I don't. I can't even I don't recall think seeing ads. Any ads. No, yeah, no, it's, so. it's it's pretty good, and it's you can you can tell it what exchange you want to draw the data from. Mm-hmm. Um, you can set up alerts, you know, so you can get alerts on your phone if things drop to a certain price. Mm. You do manually have to put in your trades, um, but you know, if if you use it just to watch the prices, mm-hmm. um, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, check out that tool if you haven't already. It's called... Blockfolio. Blockfolio. <laughs> I think it's on iOS as well as Android. I only know it's on Android. But. So, for our next segment, uh, we're going to try and pick a couple of stock screeners uh, every week for you guys until we run out of them. Um, just to highlight a way that you can get a, a little bit more of a handle of what's actually going on in these markets. But yeah, so if you're looking, if you're, so one thing that we found is when we're trying to look for coins, you know, which, which sort of tokens do you want to be investing in? If you're just investing a small amount each, each month, it's a cool website. You may have come across it before. You probably have if you've been searching cryptocurrencies actively. It's called coinmarketcap.com. Now, it's the one that just lists the cryptocurrencies and you can order them by market cap. You can see the number that are in circulation or the the supply of those cryptocurrencies. You can also see the price. So, yeah, check out CoinMarketCap. Um, We would suggest that as a very good place to start when you're dipping your toes in the water. Mm, Um, mm. It was one of the first sites that we both visited Mm. uh, and it will... It helps lists. you find a lot of new currencies, like new tokens that you've never heard of. Mm. You just it gives you links to their website, so it's a nice way to explore. Yeah, the options. Yeah, and it, it, it's normally what comes up first in a Google search if you're searching for something. Um, and it also what it, what it does really well is it gives you a good snapshot of where the coins come from, so where where it's been. It just lets you know where these currencies are in their life, mm. uh, whether they're at the start, they're in that hype stage. One thing, just as just as a little side note, there. If the price of a cryptocurrency that you really like and you've bought a little bit of is going up, don't buy more when it gets more expensive. You know, and unless unless you want to give away that money, because usually mm. the market will correct, and you know you can buy it cheaper again. There's always a correction, mate. Right. Yeah, um, I've made it a habit as I've learned more uh, to not buy on green days. Um, that's just something I've done, right? If the market's green, I normally yeah. Don't. One thing um, to- that may not be the best <clears throat> approach, and there's plenty of people a lot more, a lot smarter than I am uh, out there who'd tell you otherwise. But I find that the that euphoria, you know, that excitement of like this thing's going up, and people will be telling you it's going to the moon. That's when you make the bad decisions, mm. and that's when you you put money in when you really shouldn't be putting money in. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, the fear of missing out. And that's what you want to avoid. Mm, mm. No FOMO. No FOMO. Now we're looking at the up, up, coming, up and coming ICOs to watch. So Yeah, Joe, this is your, your time to shine. This is my, I've been doing my stretch. Joe has been waiting for this moment the whole podcast. So I've been pretty excited because uh, if, if anyone follows Kim.com on Twitter, he, he, ha- he has his real fun segments where sometimes, some days he just blasts out tweets. <laughs> Just give us some background first as to who Kim.com is. So Kim.com is the, is the guy who ran this um, upload site, Mega Upload, back in the day. Um, and, 
and I think it was renamed Mega at some point. But yeah, a lot of people used it to store their files. Um, I know people who stored their files on it and just used it for for legitimate purposes. But also, there are a number of pirates were you know uploading you know, downloaded TV shows or what have you onto this site and making money off it. And it was very difficult. I, well, the, the, basically, the US government cracked down on it, and I believe they went into... They tried to arrest him in New Zealand. Maybe they did arrest him, but mm. they raided his pr- properties, took millions and millions of dollars worth of his assets, froze his other assets that were abroad. Um, a lot of Ill- illegal activity happened, actually. He was spied on by the New Zealand government. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's in there. There's, there's a lot to it. But yeah, Kim.com, he's a German... Um, entrepreneur he's he's run a bunch of different web things whether it's mega mega upload and yeah he's he's just got it seems he's just got a bucket of cash and a bunch of ideas and he's just having fun sitting in new zealand in his <laughs> in his house but um yeah there's this i this one that he's been talking about for a for a bit of time now it's um bit cash uh c-a-c-h-e like bit cash bit cash okay not to be confused with Bitcash, ah. the recent fork of Bitcoin. Oh, blimey. This is now, this is very confusing. Yeah, Bitcash. Um, the website for the demo that I got, I'm, now he's, I, I don't actually know the difference between whether it's Bitcash or K.im. Right. Now, either way, the essential information is this. If you want to make some money off a file of some type, whether you whether it's a photo, whether it's a video, whether it's a music track, you could you let's say you're a musician and you record a sweet new rap album and you want to make some money off it, but you don't want to sell it elsewhere, you can upload your album to Bitcache, um, which isn't out yet. It's still in it's in very early beta stage. Um, You'd upload your album here. You set a price for it. Um, they give you a wallet address. And basically, people can visit your album, pay for it via this system. Um, and it's all stored in the blockchain. And you receive your uh, crypto assets. I believe it's a BitCash wallet. I'm not sure if you're going to be paying for um, to access files with Bitcoin or what's the go with that. But it's looking... I, I believe you mentioned that he's going to be having an ICO. Yeah, you upload files... You ch- you set the price that you want to charge for it. Other people can pay you it with cryptocurrency via the Bitcash platform, and you receive money. So it's essentially a media platform. I'd probably say it's like an eBay for digital files. Right. Okay. So so, so I'm I'm a I'm an artist and I record a song. Yeah. And then I want to let other people use that song in well, like a podcast or something. For example, I put that song on Bitcash, and Someone can buy that song for a certain amount of money. Oh, do you know what? I, one license? thing I haven't seen, I haven't actually seen anything to do with how the licensing would work mm. with that. So that's a very good question. Mm. Um, something something that's definitely going to be an issue that they need to work out is how the licensing works with that. Mm. By this, but it's, it seems like a great idea if you're like an independent documentary maker and you just want to make a short documentary on something, mm. you could upload it here. You avoid... The other platforms that are out there, and you get paid in cryptocurrency. So, right. sounds like a pretty good good deal to me. It does, and it's from Kim.com. He's got a big following. So, mm. 
when they do eventually run an ICO, it's I have a feeling it's he's going to work up the popularity on it. So, so it is it is going to be an ICO. I believe so. Yeah, because right. he put out one of those Twitter polls where he asked his followers how much they reckon he's going to make from it, and people <laughs> think he's going to make a lot of money in this right. ICO. But it's a it's a really interesting idea, and it may mm. be the future of you know monetizing your files. Right. Um, the licensing question. It's a very good question, mm. but I don't know. To be to be continued. TBC. So, look, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, but one thing we are planning on doing is making... Uh, we're going to be building a Crypto 101 guide on the site. Um, and our goal with that is essentially to deal with the basics. You know, what is blockchain? What is crypto? How do I get some? What should I do? How should I take care of myself? Make sure that everything's secure because essentially you're being your own bank. And also to give a resource for everyone else to be able to... Um, refer people to and say, yeah. hey, look, just if you've got questions, just go look at this. This will make sense of it all. So we'll open up access to our Slack soon um, so you guys can join on. If you read the guide, uh, the Crypto 101 guide, and you've got questions or things don't make sense in it, just drop us a note on our Slack or tweet us. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll update the guide. It's a living guide. We'll be updating it as times change. So... If you're not a technical person and you just you're you're really interested, you're like you're you're sold on the idea of you know this cryptocurrency thing is big. I want to find out more about it, but I don't want to talk code. Mm. Join our Slack. Yeah, and you, and you can ask questions on the Slack. You can uh, suggest things that you you would like us to cover. Um, so yeah, mate, I think that's that's about all we really need to cover in the first episode. Pretty, pretty, you know, done, a good, done a good job, yes, well yeah. done. Well, that's it. That is indeed. Now you know what we're all about. Check us out at uh, https colon forward slash forward slash FOMO dot show. That's FOMO dot show. And remember, no FOMO. just hear the tail end of some just weird stuff yeah. but it's yeah. yeah like yeah last night i was just i was sniffing my baby's diaper yeah yeah when people my nose like- kind of just got in there you know <laughs> all of a sudden it was just it was on the end of my nose and yeah oh here we are at the formal show oh. this seems pretty cool we got Mike's, we've got Joel Matt. I feel awkward. It's your know, crypto. It's like when your mum holds your hand and you're walking into school. You just—I don't quite know how to react to this, but I don't feel comfortable.